episode of Faith and Beyond. Before we get into today's video, make sure you like for the like for the algorithm. Like for the algorithm. Today I have my unbiological sister here. Hi Taylor. Hi. Yeah, she's here with me today. She came to visit. She just graduated nursing school today, so give her a round of applause in the in the chat today. How do you feel? Thank you. How do you feel? I about feel that? accomplished, um, successful. All of the endeavors I tried to have over the past year have just come into fruition. So, just walking in the destiny that God had for me, I feel like. Yeah, I'm very proud of you. I know it was hard, but you're there, and I can't wait to see what else you do. Thank you. Now for today's video, we're gonna do something a little different than what we usually do for Faith and Beyond. Instead of me interviewing you, we're gonna be reacting to some interesting topics today. As you can see, we are gonna be reacting to women in the workforce, which is something you can relate to now since you are have been working in the nursing industry for a little bit and you've been around other women mm. before, so that will be interesting. We're gonna get into this interesting interview um, with her talking about a toxic workplace. We're gonna get into dating apps and we're gonna end it off with an OnlyFans model talking about her love for Jesus. Oh, so interesting. interesting. Yes, right? Yeah, so, but I have a question for you. Do we have comments? Okay, can you pop some comments up? Miss Sonia says, hey, quality people. Hi, Miss Sonia. Thank you for tuning in. And got Luxurious Elements Company. Good evening, quality peeps. Good evening. Team Mac, my mom says, hello, everyone. Miss you all. Miss you too. Who's that? That's Scott? That's Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Taylor. <laughs> Hello to my other daughter, Taylor. So proud of you. Thank you, Miss Tarva. And Miss Sonia says, congratulations, Taylor. Thank you. Hey. Okay. Now, I have a question for you. I got a question. Is having women in the workforce a good thing? Let us know. Well, let us know in the chat. Taylor, what do you think initially? I do think having women in the workplace is a good thing. It just brings a different um, perspective onto work. Um, I feel as though each gender may have like, each person may be different. However, the way one gender thinks can be completely different from the way another gender thinks. So I just think it would... Um, it just includes a lot of different perspectives and could help the workplace just flourish. I would agree with that. I agree with that. Let's get into the... Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah, let's... I would say... I would say it's a good thing, too, just because I agree with your... with what you said about perspective, because men and women do look at things differently. And women do look at different problems differently and how to solve those problems differently. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I would agree that it would be a good thing. I don't see, I think the only 
way that it wouldn't be a good thing is if it involves like strength. I think mm. that would probably not be the best way to go. Yeah, we would lose. <laughs> yeah, we would lose. I don't know how much value we could add in that area, but yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, let us know in the comments what you guys think of that question. We want to know. Until then, let's move on to the next topic. So Sage still speaks about toxic workplace. So Sage still is or was an ESPN commentator or yeah, she was a sportscaster. Um, so she has this inter interesting interview with Megan Kelly talking about her experience with ESPN and working with a woman in the workplace. So let's get into that. Let's just spend a minute on life at ESPN because my impression in knowing a few women sports reporters is, I mean, most of these female journalists in the sports world, they are cutthroat. I mean, I don't know if it's because it's a male-dominated industry. News in general is kind of cutthroat, but yeah. and especially for women, but especially for some reason in the sports journalism field, was that your experience? Has that been your experience? Yes. And it's <laughs> broken my heart. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, yes. listen, I, I'm so tired of sugarcoating things, Megan. It's like, um, it's probably my biggest disappointment on my side, or I guess our industry as a whole, um, especially because as women, what do we say? We talk about the men all the time and we're always like, you know, and they're keeping us down in the glass ceiling and not, we do it to ourselves half the time. And to mm -hmm. me, it's inexcusable. So I remember when I got to ESPN and I was so excited because there were not many, but a couple of other on-air women who had children. Um, and I just wanted to pick their brain. One in particular, I wanted to pick her brain because how do you do this on the national level with little kids, you know? Um, and she wasn't having it. Uh, really? I Very clear. Like, you're not on my level next. So I was like, sorry. One of the people that I kind of idolized for so many years too, watching from afar, that happened many times. Um, and I just, I, I felt so alone because in general and in, in sports, I mean, you don't want to rely on the men early on in my career. So question for you, Taylor. Since you work with a lot of women, have you come across like asking them asking older, more seasoned nurses or older women in general advice on something like related to life and they shut you down? Or have you found them to be helpful? I feel like the people that I've come in contact with, they've all been helpful. I haven't had anybody um, just outright say, oh, you're not on my level, like they did in this video um, and not want to offer any type of advice because I feel as though at least the units I, wor I worked on, all the women pulled together in order to kind of like just help each other out no matter what it was. Mm -hmm. So personally, I have not. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, yeah, okay. hopefully. Okay, continue. Or advice or help because you're, you're assuming, especially when I came out of college in 1995, that they don't want you there anyway, which wasn't the case. It's just kind of what's taught to you and the mm. assumption. It was the case with some, but I, I don't want to put everybody in that basket. Um, but you're supposed to be there for each other as the women until you are, apparently. Um, and it just was another level at ESPN. 
what I realized though, again, was I'm grateful for that because I realized that, gosh, once I'd been there a few years and got that second contract and thought, okay, maybe, maybe I have a shot here to continue this career, um, that I was determined to not allow other women to feel the way I had, um, alone and scared to death. So I remember trying really hard when other women would come in and, and, and reaching out and, you know, most of them did not have kids. I don't think any of the, them had kids really. Um, and some of them had no interest and that's fine. Um, I mean, I, I used to host, you know, like your Stella and Dot, like your jewelry parties and clothing cabbie parties and whatever. And I did it to try to invite people over and I'm such a social butterfly. And most of the time it didn't work. Didn't, they didn't really show up, but, but it's okay. That was their choice. And I tried, I just thought, if I'm going to complain about how I was treated, then then I owe it to the next woman to at least offer a hand, you know, mm -hmm. an olive branch. Um, and it it didn't it didn't really get much better through the years, but I got better with it myself. And I think that's the key. Once you realize that you're trying, you just can't control how everybody else receives things or behaves. Um, and then it, you kind of get. I, I found a piece with it. Um, I just. It's also one of those things where it's a lesson quite often. I think we hear it a lot in sports. Like, you know, we tell our kids, you know, your favorite athlete, you don't want to meet them, you know, because sometimes you're disappointed. Mm -hmm. That's what happened with me with a couple of women where I was like, gosh, I had you here for years. And who specifically? I worked with you. <laughs> nice try, Megan Kelly. In London and in the UK okay. where I didn't see oppression towards women. Okay, initial thoughts or overall thoughts? I honestly think it's sad. I mean, I feel as though women in general, um, even though some guys may not try to have like the superiority complex over women, sometimes it just happens. I mean, like you're talking about in my workplace, in the hospital setting, when somebody sees a female come into the room wearing scrubs, automatically they're like, oh, you're the nurse, you're the CNA and things of that nature. Whereas the person could, that could be walking into the room could be the doctor, the nurse practitioner. They don't give them like a higher status level basically until you have to go back and prove to them, hey, this is what I'm doing. But then in regard to the women basically downgrading one another, it just goes back to the question of why. Yeah. You that, know? Yeah, that's interesting. Cause I've heard it before where women have had female bosses and their woman boss has been just awful to them. I, I've had a woman boss before, but I mean, she was really nice to me. Then again, I don't know like what happened behind the scenes, what it said behind the scenes or anything. But to me, she's always been nice, very helpful and trying to push me in the best direction for myself. So I haven't personally experienced that whole, I guess, cattiness that can come from having a female boss personally. But also, I never really worked in like a female dominated area either. Like I've always mostly male dominated. So, mm -hmm. so I don't know. But I really liked how Sage, instead of like dwelling on it and like feeling sad about it and stuff like that, she was like, okay, well, I'm going to make the difference here that I can in this workplace and try to make it better and try to make it better for the next people coming up and inviting them out and doing hospitable things and stuff like that. So I think that's a really good way to look at it is instead of like dwelling on stuff, 
oh, I'm so sad that this person didn't turn out how I expected them to. Well, let me be that person who I think is better. Right. Let me be that yeah. to someone else. So I think that was cool. I agree 100%. All right, we have a question. I got a question. Oh, why don't women support other women in the workplace? I, yeah, go ahead. I think it's honestly jealousy. I mean, if somebody, unfortunately, I want to say this. If somebody who came in had like their head kind of crapped down, their shoulders kind of bent over and they're a woman, they're coming in and they're they're trying to go to the supervisor and they're trying to like basically work. I feel as though the supervisor would not be as mean towards them as a person who came in shoulders pushed back, confident, not rude, but confident in whatever business they are in coming into the supervisor the supervisor will basically belittle them you know what i mean in order to ensure like oh you know your plays a b and c because you are my employee you're not the supervisor a b and c you know what i mean yeah. so hmm. yeah i would i would say it goes back to jealousy too or it goes back to some form of insecurity mm -hmm. i would say like don't want this person to surpass you right. you don't want this person to still i don't know it depends on the job of course but mm -hmm. still your clients mm -hmm. or get more get more awards or whatever the case is um yeah i think it goes back to insecurity overall exactly which i think women tend to deal with more than men would deal with obviously i don't have any stats on that but that's just my guess I mean, I could see that. I feel as though women were just overall more self-conscious about not only how we look, um, and then once you start getting like mid-20s, if you want kids, oh my goodness, I'm not married. Why am I not married? I want kids. We're supposed to have kids by 30 years old. What is going on? How did I mess up my life? And it just goes on and on and on, you know? And it's like, women, we have all these boxes that we were supposed to like mentally check and if we don't check one of those boxes just the anxiety honestly just starts building up instead of just being like you know what this is who i am this is where my life is right now not saying i won't get to those boxes and even if i don't who cares mm -hmm. you know like this is me let's just love me for who i am mm -hmm. yeah i agree let me know let us know in the chat what you think on that question and then uh, we will get into this next reaction video. If anything, I only found hostility between women rather than between men and women. And I found that the quickest and easiest way to show that you have a fight and you're involved in making the world a better place is to claim you're a feminist and uh, claim that you are out there to stop men oppressing uh, women. But in my personal experience, what I kept experiencing is women oppressing other women, particularly at work. So I found, um, yeah particularly at work um maybe it was my personal experience but what i found working with women um in in the uk and working with british women in general is there was a level of w wanting to put uh, being very good friends with women until you feel like they might surpass you and particularly in a work environment and i found that they would encourage men more than they would encourage women in a teaching environment so if they have a male colleague they'll kind of encourage him towards a uh, 
promotion, but they wouldn't encourage women. And I remember walking mm. into interviews and if I would see a panel of women, I would automatically know I'm not getting the job. And I would I'd walk out. I'd walk out and just think there's no point. Really? Whereas if I would see a man, woman, a man, I'd be like, okay, I stand a chance. And I would go, go in with, and I always found having a female boss was torturous. I always, every job I worked in, if I had a female um, boss, it was a matter of time before I uh, felt bullied out of it. I only felt it from women. And I don't know if that's a gender thing or if that's an appearance thing or if that is just an age thing because I was younger then. I don't know what the confounding variable was, but it kept me a bit uh, suspicious of the feminist movement because I couldn't understand why the enemy was men when it felt like the enemy was within. Hmm. What do you think? Mm. The whole feminist movement. Mm, Let's start with the that F word. First. Oh my goodness. Most of the people that I've seen, okay, that claim that they were feminists, they just went out and said, Oh, I hate men. You know what I mean? I hate them. I can't stand them. You know, hair colored a certain way. And oh, I can't stand men. But they'll be out here with different signs and everything, basically saying, Oh, they, we are being suppressed, um, but are we? Are we being suppressed, but are, or are you just making it, not making it up? Because there's obviously some discrepancies within the workplace between men and women. But are you doing everything in your power to surpass those discrepancies in the workplace? Or are you just focusing on the fact that you hate men? And you are being on, suppressed. Yeah, instead of focusing on what you can do exactly. and what you can control, you're over here focusing on and thinking mm -hmm. that men hate or that you hate men mm -hmm. and your attention isn't where it should actually be. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the other aspect of the video when she was talking, it's kind of what we were saying earlier. Um, women being intimidated by other women who have... Um, a level of confidence and the level of work skill that would allow them to elevate in whatever um, job that they are in. And as soon as you see that, as soon as certain supervisor, female supervisors see that, they're automatically threatened. They don't want anybody to, um, to basically go higher than them in whatever they are doing. It just stems to jealousy. And it shouldn't be like that because mm -hmm. it's like, I feel like no matter what gender, race, what, what you look like, you should always be trying to help the other person in whatever way that may look. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would say that. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Okay. Um, Miss Sonia says, my immediate supervisor is female, and she's, fun she's a phenomenal leader and teacher. That's great. That is really good. Positive experience we see. That's good. Okay. Let us move on to the next topic. Get off dating apps. What do you think about dating apps? Mm -hmm. um, I've never really been a fan of dating apps. Um, I feel as though people are only going to display the best things about themselves um, on the dating app to kind of like draw you in. And once they draw you in off of all of the positive aspects of their of your life, once you keep talking to them, it just You're goes like, left. Oh, right. Wait a second. Red flags. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would agree. I think that's a good 
point that you said that is just pretty much a highlight reel of your life, mm-hmm. trying to reel them in. Yep. And then they take a bite and you're like, whoa, wait a second. Right. <laughs> wait a second. I don't want that. Um, okay, let's get into the reaction video for this. I'm really against dating apps, I really am against them and the reason why I'm against them is because it feeds the idea that there's so many fish in the sea and the moment you think that there are so many alternatives and options you invest less in whatever you have. That's just life. If I have lots of cars, I won't care about one car. You know, if I have lots of things in the fridge, things end up going mouldy because I forget about the things that I've got so much there. And the moment you train your brain into thinking that there are so many alternatives to whoever you're talking to and whoever you're with, when you've trained your brain to that way, even if you don't need your partner, your subconscious will let you think that you can talk to them a certain way, act a certain way, because if worse comes to worse, I'll move on. Yeah, a lot of girls out there are like, well, I can do better. Mm -hmm. Or there's probably someone out there that's better for me. But I'm still going to stay with this person because they're here. But there's possibly better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just goes with this whole city girl movement that is going on right now. It's just the trend, it seems like. I'm going to hop from this man to that man to that man. Ooh, ooh, I'm the best (laughs) out here. It's called monkey branching, by the way. Monkey monkey branching. branching. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like that term. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... I don't, I honestly, I don't understand it. I mean, instead of being like, oh, let me look at this relationship. Um, If I'm not getting everything out of the relationship, maybe I should take a step back and look at the relationship on like outside eyes. Let me look at myself as a person. Like, let me look at my partner as a person and let us look at each other as like a couple, you know, and just try to figure it out instead of being like, oh, this Mm, person. He did something I didn't like. Exactly. Time for me to leave. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Ariana Grande. Oh, thank you, next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And look at her. We don't want to talk about her right now. Oh, yeah, let's not. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a good point. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. Um, Can we get into some questions? I got a question. Are participating in dating apps good for our mental health? I don't think so. Heck no. <laughs> You're not. I feel like it's just similar to social media where it's just like you have your highlight reel, you have everything at your disposal. It's just not it's not real, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of our biggest problems now is like nothing's real. Mm-hmm. We isn't real. The people we talk to online are possibly not real. Mm-hmm. Our conversations that we say are real things that we would the things that we say in real life i mean the things that we say on social media are probably not things that we would really say in person hair is not real yep so yeah what do you think what do you think taylor (laughs) um i definitely do not think that mental i mean um dating apps are good for mental health basically what you were saying it's true everything is just um superficial um, and once it's just superficial and it's like if you have all these different people that you're talking to on the dating app let's say if you have 10 and like nine out of the 10 just stop talking to you what is that going to do your self-esteem oh yeah what is wrong with me what happened with that instead of 
looking to see, oh, maybe these people who are on these dating sites right now, maybe they're married. Um, maybe they don't know. Just, right. Don't know. You don't know. You do not know. You don't know why they stopped talking to you. But just because they stopped talking to you, you're going to take a hit on your self-esteem. And if you take a hit on your self-esteem too many times, you're going to end up attracting men who feed off of a low self-esteem woman. Wow. Ooh, dropping some gems over here. You're doing great. You thought you were you were all nervous. Yeah, yeah. And now you just <laughs> natural Tay over here. Natural Tay. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um before we take a break, let's read some comments if we have any. Sonia says, depends on the household setup. If kids are in school and mom is available to work, then work. Okay. She also says, one of my male friends got a date through a dating app. It didn't go well. He takes a good photo, but is less impressive in person. <laughs> Get him. Get him. <laughs> Unfortunately, his date didn't feel any chemistry. I wonder what his profile looked like. Man probably had some Burberry glasses on. Not the Burberry. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor is very well spoken. Is that from your husband? Thanks, husband. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and take a break before we get into this last reaction video. It's going to be a juicy one. So growing up in the church, I loved um, all of my youth leaders and youth pastors growing up. I just did. And I think it was because they reached our level and they tried to reach our level and they weren't dismissing us because we were young or dismissing our questions as like, oh, they're just, you know, ignorant because they're kids or whatever. Mm -hmm. No, they would take the time to actually be direct with us about what things meant. They would take the time to answer the questions that we had because you know as a kid as a teenager you have questions yeah. about the world mm -hmm. you know because because new things are happening and you don't understand what all of it means and so you do yeah. need that guidance and so just being there as a as a listening ear and also as that guide to to really push forward the truth um and, and just continuing to instill that i heard repetition is like really good for for growing kids and growing teenagers and i think that's okay. really incredibly true um because a lot of things that i was taught during that time they continuously um instilled in us um in in all the kids that were in bible study at the time that was my favorite part about going to church actually was going to bible study because mm -hmm. i got to be with uh the youth leaders and everything and so yeah, honestly, repetition, um, being direct, not being afraid to answer any questions that they have. Those are the things that I remember that they all did for us. And so I think that really helped with the foundation of my relationship with God that I have now. And we're back. But before we continue, make sure you like for the algorithm. If you have not already, before we get into this next topic, did we get any new comments? Sonia says profile photo fooled her. She was all in over the phone and he reported that they had great conversations. 
<laughs> Dang. So she was catfish? Is that sounds like that's what <laughs> happened? I'm so sorry. Uh oh. Okay. Well, let's get into this last reaction video. I think you're I think you're going to enjoy this one as much as I enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> Do the seven deadly sins have an impact on dating? Lust, <laughs> greed, envy, sloth, pride, wrath, gluttony. Of Pause. course they have an impact on dating, but I think the deeper it- oh, Hold up. What's your answer to that question? Do the seven deadly sins I miss seven deadly do the, sins do what? Do the seven deadly sins affect dating? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Just start at like what, what was one of them? He said lust. Just stop there. Your eyes start lusting for somebody else. Once they start lusting for somebody else, then guess what? You're gonna your actions are going to lust for that person, and you're going to devote less and less time to the partner that you have at the moment because you're looking at somebody else and what you think they have to offer but you don't know what they have like inside you're just looking at your you know the physical appearance so absolutely all right continue issue is the, the one underneath the surface which christy is kind of hinting at is that we have an entire society that's mm -hmm. upside down mm -hmm. and we're wondering why people are getting divorced more likely why there's more self-deletion why mm -hmm. all these things are happening in school with the transformers we're seeing all this stuff proliferate and it's like where is this coming from mm -hmm. as society gets more and more secular and mm -hmm. removes god from everything all of a sudden things go bad all of a sudden there's more stds there's more stis there's more deletion of babies all of these things are connected so those are just yeah. the, the manifestation of said things but i would also go back to to something you guys are all into fitness you, you you're a fitness instructor if you know that eating in a caloric deficit having the right amount of protein being active creates certain results most of us will implement said results Can you for whatever reason um i just want to give you some background taylor so, I don't know. Do you know the guy talking? Do you know who he is? I do not. Okay, his name is Ruslan. So, he has like a Christian YouTube channel. He reacts to things in culture and gives his perspective on it. The lady in the red, her name is Lila Rose. She's really big on saving babies. So, and she's Christian also. So, she gives like her Christian perspective. And then on the other side of the table, you see the guy in the middle he had like a bunch of tattoos mm -hmm. okay his name's adam 22 and his wife was the one wearing pink so she did a adult video with another guy right after they got married bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah so excuse me yeah I was looking at them too. I was like, they look kind of weird. I was like, okay. Yeah. So they have that perspective going on. And then the one next to her, next to him, the girl in the blue, we're going to hear a lot more from her. So, 
Okay. Okay. Continue. Thank you. Continue. We compartmentalize relationships and marriage, and we don't look at the best practices of people who are doing relationships, marriage, staying married the longest, thriving, having beautiful families. And we compartmentalize, and we always want to be the exception to the rule. So me and you, I actually think we're on the same exact page. I'm super conservative, Republican, whatever. Like, I don't, are I'm not saying, plus yeah. Plus. Are you I'm, I'm a huge patriot. You- Grab her by the all day every day i don't know why anything is wrong with that she said that just to sound funny and to fit in because trump said that so she's saying she's conservative she's a huge trump supporter that's what makes her conservative but it's like that's not what makes someone conservative that's all i was saying she just said it to fit in yeah 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 don't do that kids yeah okay (laughs) Keep going. Are yourself conservative or traditional? Oh, yeah, yeah. Trump 2024. Huge Republican. Me is like a reality TV show that's like just stuff that you can't put on actual TV. But if people want to pay me to see my dating life of what I'm already doing, and then I can just live like on vacation every day, all day with my own boyfriend, like why would I not do that? I'll, so, I'll let you guys come yeah. in really quick. Let me just, I mean, can you really consider yourself traditional without yeah, making a judgment about what you're doing? But can you really consider yourself traditional if you're I do. engaged in work? Well, traditionalism is not so much more of a. Like, it's a not my fault you ate the apple. It's just not. We're all supposed to be naked in caves. It's like, yes, I would have loved to met the love of my life at 17 and marry them by 23. I didn't. I'm okay. not going to marry to marry and then either be unhappy or divorce. I don't think anyone's prescribing that. I'm saying every moment passing is another chance to turn it all around. Like every every moment that passes. Okay, but God created me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, do do you think I'm a sin? I'm God's one of God's greatest work. We're all God's artwork. We're we're creating. I'm not like against God. I'm I'm Catholic. That's awesome. Like I'm super spiritual. I'm super religious. I don't think God doesn't like me. I I, I there's so many things in my life that I know. God is with me every single day of my life, and so are all my spirit guides. I think. (laughs) What got me? I'm religious, but Um, the gag is uh religion killed Jesus. Did it not? Oh, it did. It did. You can be religious as much as you want to, but that does not mean that you are a follower of Jesus. Amen. Tell them. Tell them. Period. My thing was when. She, she was like, God is with me. So are my spirit guides. And that just shows like her perception of one Christianity and what it means to love God. She's like the whole universalism thing where it's like, oh, God loves me. God made me. Therefore, I am perfect and mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything to to turn away from my sin because I'm not I'm, I don't sin anyways because mm-hmm. I'm perfect mm-hmm. so like, you can just see like where her mindset is with all of that that was interesting she's just looking for guidance and she's just pulling anything that she sees off the internet or whatever she hears that makes her feel good exactly yeah continue God loves you so much that it's this sort of love where he accepts you right where you are but desires so much more for mm-hmm. you I think it's the way that Adam loves his daughter Mm -hmm. it's such a love where i I love you right where you're at Mm -hmm. even when you have a poopy diaper even when you're making a mess of your house but yet i want more for you Mm -hmm. and that and that love is but but that you have to trust that the universe 
will give you what you need and everything will happen to you when oh. you need it. Which so, one of the commandments have I broken? So can I, can I read you a verse? Yeah. Okay, so this Please. is Matthew chapter 5, verse 27. This is Jesus speaking. It's in red. He says, You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery mm -hmm. with her in his heart. So Jesus is saying, society says adultery is wrong. You guys have heard it said in I'm the law. Let me, let me, I've can, never committed. Let me yeah, finish no, my thought. I see what you're saying. And he's saying that it's way worse than that. He's saying that even if you've lusted in your heart or you've created content that causes other people to lust in your heart, that it's the same as adultery. That, that's what he's saying. So he's saying the standard is so much higher than any of us can admit. That's why I think this whole like, she's bad because she did this, but Adam had 300 bodies. Like, I think it's, we're all jacked up. We all need grace and we all need mercy. And that's the point of the gospel. That's the point of the good news is that Jesus is saying, you can't do it on your own. You, you're incapable. That's why you need Jesus. That's not what I get from that. That was a, I think that was a really good response from him mm -hmm. to explain the gospel and explain why we need Jesus. Right. I think he did a really good job of that. Absolutely. Instead of like attacking her as a person. Yeah. Like, hey, we're all jacked up. We all mm -hmm. need Jesus. He provides us grace and mercy that we all need and all look for. But people tend to go other places to try to find that. Exactly. Continue. Not at all. It's saying oh, that it if a man, I'm saying what it says too. Uh -huh. If a man lusts elsewhere, that's when he's doing wrong. Right. So I'm not men doing lusting after wrong. You who are married. That's men would lust lust after me, whether I had or I was a lawyer or I was a real estate agent, just because I have but how you, I look. That has nothing to do with me. But nothing to do with me. You got a thought, Taylor? Major side eye. Okay. Bombastic side Bombastic eye. Bombastic side eye. <laughs> I am not saying it is a woman's responsibility to do everything in her power to make a man not look at her, right? However, men are visual beings, okay? So even in the video, you have a crop top up here, okay? You have your cleavage coming out, okay? You got your hair, nothing's wrong with the hair, just, you know, propping up like this. I mean, you are honestly causing men to look at you. Whether you say that you're not trying to do so, you know what you're doing. You like the attention, right? So don't be like, oh, I can't help what men do, can't help what men think. You know that they're visual beings, so cover up. Yeah. Be modest. Yeah, they're not going to like that one, Taylor. Quality. Not going to like that one. That's not my business. <laughs> Continue. Oh, Okay. Miss Sonia says, spirit gods, nonsense. She is deceived and the word is not in her. Not at mm -hmm. all. You can tell. You can tell by the fruit. Scott says, she is the religious who sins repeatedly because Jesus died for her sins. Like Taylor said, she's just trying to fit in. Yes. Yeah. She's feeling convicted. You see, on mm -hmm. her, you do see it on her face where mm -hmm. she's like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's trying to fight it. Yep. Could you run your business? Sorry that God made me look this way. God made me look like this. <laughs> Could you run? That has nothing to do with a man lusting after me and their decisions. I cannot choose their decisions for them. God didn't make me but, so okay. good looking. But, but, it's not my fault God made me hot, dude. It's not my fault. But, Christy. I don't think anyone's saying any of this stuff you think we're saying about you. Okay, God sure. speaks yeah. through people. Okay. It's possible God may be trying to speak 
to you through Lila, mm -hmm. who's married with kids. You said that's something you desire. And I think you're doing a lot of projecting yeah. of what you think we're saying. And we're not saying 95% of what you think we're saying. I actually think the opposite. I think she's I just think kind of you guys are projecting on me yeah, and I, I think I everyone think, just has their own opinion yeah. i think we have all the same beliefs <laughs> i think and you're projecting on me because God of my loves job everyone. i think lila <laughs> jesus loves you and i think like you're kind of projecting your path on me and my path is completely different than that that doesn't mean i don't have a godly perspective or connection or anything yeah. so i have a question i've got a question me. for you two maybe you three is it a sin to shoot porn? <laughs> is yes. it a yes. sin? Yes, yeah. it is. Which commandment is that? Sins, I just sins wait, wait. Well, sins can be forgiven. Of you just course, go to church. Of course but, they can be forgiven. Pause, 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 pause. No. Sins are not forgiven just because you go to church. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. <laughs> it's not. And if you do a sin over and over and over again and you just be like oh god i'm sorry are you sorry are you really sorry right like are you truly repenting or are you just trying to say it just to get it off of your chest and i mean whatever is on her okay whatever spirit demonic spirit like, is on her is getting agitated and you can tell yeah, by can. her facial expressions her body language is changing um and getting irritated she's going she's getting super irritated even the dude beside her i was looking at him's eyes over here like this yeah yeah you know like when people start preaching anything jesus or christianity based like i said whatever like demonic spirit that is attached to that person it just starts getting riled up yeah and like just to talk about the spirit guides for a second like a lot of people are into like that stuff and they think oh yeah my spirit guides like i have a good spirit guide but really spirit guides are just demons mm -hmm. and they don't know that so hopefully, hopefully this conversation, this talk seeps into her. Yeah. I, I really do pray like it's a seed planted and she wakes up from whatever lifestyle that she's in mm -hmm. for real because it's not it. Yeah. I'm a sinner. I actually don't think it's a sin. I I'm just shooting a reality show with my boyfriend that people are saying. <laughs> By reality show, do you mean like like what do you right. people are paying to see what me and my boyfriend he's not my ex-boyfriend but me and my boyfriend <laughs> were doing behind closed doors yeah of but course. don't you need Just, to like if you're trying to be a godly person it, don't you need to make no, an effort no, no, to no, stop but if you're how am I sinning if I'm only hooking up with one man but and we're talking about let me, let me just explain because I, I think it can be maybe confusing especially our, our society so and like sexual objectification is everywhere. It's in advertisements, it's in movies, it's everywhere. Looking at or making is a sin is because of lust. And you're either in- I'm not in, I'm in just, Let me just finish really quick. And you're either intentionally creating content to get someone to masturbate and lust, or you are doing the masturbating and lusting. They're already and doing that. the reality is like the, the design, like God's design is that is for unity and procreation. It's for unity between two people to be emotionally bonded, pair bonded, in I love, connection, and then in addition to be able to bring life boyfriend. into the world because sex can do that. And one of the reasons, you know, we, Ruslan kind of mentioned this earlier a little bit, but one of the reasons this hasn't been, the statistic hasn't been shared yet at this table, but there's 2,500 a day in this country. And so people get pregnant because they're having sex when they're not committed, and then they choose a boy. So it I leads to, to all, these not what I'm doing. all these other problems. <laughs> yeah, it's not what I'm doing what? at all.
is a sin the way, the, the way the way is drugs the cocoa leaf is not a drug they use the cocoa leaf in south america you can make tea with it the moment you take it and you add all the gasoline and all the other junk to make it cocaine that's the moment it becomes a sin. and i think comparing to drugs totally makes sense because it's like i've been able to be a person throughout most of my life where i could have a couple of drinks and i just don't have this like strained relationship with alcohol i've also gone through periods of time where i was getting drunk every weekend and it was clearly having a very negative impact on my life and i have friends who've died or you know ended up in the hospital and stuff from doing drugs myself in two in my life is something that I've never really struggled with in any way. I've always had this like completely kind of take it or leave it attitude. I've never like yearned to be seeing it when I, you know, didn't have access to it or anything like that. But I have known people throughout my life who clearly had some kind of weird relationship with where they needed to see it on some kind of consistent basis. So it is hard for me to imagine somebody having that sort of like unhealthy relationship with it. But, you know, I smoke, I, I smoke weed. I know people who've basically kind of ruined their life because of smoking weed. I know people who've ruined their life because of alcohol. And so I don't doubt that there are people that have, you know, terrible consequences from it's just, I, I don't think that necessarily the problem the problem people, is people with mental illness or with some kind of hole that they are trying to fill through porn and obviously that alone is not going to help people to you know stop their addiction to porn it's just like anything you make if it's good enough whether it. it's so how he said people are trying to fill some sort of hole with porn yeah is there not a hole that's trying to be filled by doing those sexual acts you know what I mean? There is something that they are missing, whether it is some sort of like relationship with mothers, parents, siblings, whatever, that is causing them to feel void, right? Which want, which makes them want to have like a whole bunch of sexual encounters in order to feel like needed, you know? So I would say even bigger than that, like besides family or whatever, I think it goes back to my last interview with Miracle, where she said there's a God-sized hole mm -hmm. in everyone. Mm -hmm. So really, instead of going to do adult videos yeah. for that fulfillment, mm -hmm. if they seek to God and seek His ways, they mm -hmm. would find way more fulfillment yep. than going to that. So, yeah. I agree. And also, going back a little bit to what the OnlyFans model girl said, she was like, well, everyone's, everyone's doing it. Like everyone's, everyone's participating in some form of lust, whatever. Um, I guess my response to that would be, well, if you say you're a Christian and you say you follow God and you say you go to church, you should know we're supposed to be consecrated and we're supposed to be completely set apart from the rest of of what everyone else is doing anyways. So that kind of shows where she is on her walk. Yeah, lack God. of knowledge, like you said, we're yeah. supposed to be the salt of the earth. How are you supposed to be a salt and you're as sweet as sugar? Ooh. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Continue. It's like, it has the potential to take over somebody's life. Myself personally, I don't really see that as being something that's so common. What Lila said was, this beautiful picture of this acceptance in a marriage and also desiring to take care of yourself for your partner, to serve your partner, right? And I've been with my wife 15 years. We've both been overweight. I've been obese. She's had kids. 
we've been, we're, we're in better shape now, we're lean, it's something that's a value of ours. My, my question would just simply be, it seems like, well, we've all tried all of these things. We've tried all of these ideologies and all these puzzles that we have to piece together, being a conservative Christian, but still being about all these other things that seem incongruent. Has any, have you guys ever genuinely considered like trying Jesus, repenting of your sin and really applying God's wisdom? Like, like genuinely, like it seems like we've tried all these other things. We've tried doing it our own way. We're trying all this ideology, trying all these, where's the line? And, you know, have we genuinely ever looked at, at the scriptures and, and considered that maybe Jesus is who he says he is. Maybe he is God. Maybe he's not a liar. Maybe he's not a lunatic. Maybe he's not a good prophet. And genuinely repented of our ways and tried it God's way. Good question. They didn't have anything mm -hmm. to say about that. They all just started looking around. She had absolutely nothing to say because they didn't. You can tell that they didn't. They only did it to kind of help like ease their conscience. You know, like smooth over the guilt that right. they feel. Exactly for doing that line of work. Ooh, yeah, that was that was a tough one. What do you think overall about that video? I just saw a good amount of people who were lost, um, and they were trying to do whatever they could in order, like I said, just to feel better about themselves and the line of work that they are doing and. Um, it didn't seem like they were at the point where they could basically look in the mirror, you know, how she was talking about, oh, I can't cause people to do things that they're going to do anyway. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you kind of are. You're making more content for to feed it, to feed it. Exactly. Exactly. You're making more and you're going to cause more people to stumble. Let's say if they did have some sort of addiction, um, guess what? You're making it worse. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of makes me think of. Um, you know how people would send, would send people would send foot pictures mm -hmm. to people. Yeah, I remember in like college, I was like, oh, let me get, let me. I think I want to try no, that. You didn't, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do it. I didn't do it because I have a father in my life, and yeah. I talked to him. <laughs> I talked to my dad. I was like, Dad, I think I'm gonna do this. It's just money, you know. It's just feet pictures, you know nothing crazy and my dad was like yeah but you're feeding into whatever they would Weird do with fetish, those yeah. pictures yeah. and i was like oh you're right yeah that's not a good idea no <laughs> not a good idea at all so <sighs> thanks dad <laughs> amisonia says repentance is turning away from the act she continues to revel in her iniquity Gary. yep mm. hopefully hopefully she wakes up really do yeah but like you said earlier, hopefully like a seed was sown. Yeah. Um, something that could possibly grow. Like the more she thinks about it, it's like, oh, you know what? They're talking about this whole Jesus and whatever. Let me look at it. Let me see what's going on. And then. And then. Oh. It's like, oh. Right. Wow. Like a revelation. Wait, yeah. hold on. Okay. In the Bible, it did say, you know, don't commit adultery. It did say, you know, try to prevent being lustful and things of that nature, which would cause her to kind of gravitate more and more you know towards jesus and ultimately have like whatever void that she has like in her heart or in her life filled yeah so we can only pray only hope the best for her um only hope the best for you if you're watching this yeah yeah uh, but yeah um i think to end off 
this end of the stream what was the title of today's video again proof women can be traditional and strong i think we should answer that question just because why not so i think absolutely women can be traditional and strong i think that's the whole I think that's the whole thing about being a traditional woman is that you have to be strong because you have to be selfless and to continuously be selfless and continuously put others before yourself and make sure everyone else is good. You have to have a level of strength upon yourself. So, No, I agree. I mean, I definitely feel like you can be vocal. Okay, you can be vocal and say what you do not do and do not want, but like for me as an example, <laughs> I would say I'm pretty strong. I'm, you know, I'm very headstrong. However, I am married, yes. right? So if something is not made to eat at night for dinner, uh -huh. guess who is probably going to make something? You. Me, right? And even though that's like a traditional how um a traditional wife's um, role. I do it. Why? Because we have different characteristics that are basically indwelled in us at birth. There is power in being feminine, right? There is power in that. And the more you embrace that, the more like the basically the stronger that you get instead of being like, oh, I'm not a, I'm not one of those women. I will never cook for my man. Why? Why not? Yeah. Like you're kind of belittling yourself by saying things of that nature, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, but like when I cook something and like I give it to Josh or whatever and he's like, oh, yeah, that's good. I'm like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like a sense of pride, honestly, not going to lie. No, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Like I may not express it. I might be like this. Hmm, okay. <laughs> but inside I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. The answer is yes. Women can be traditional and strong. Cool. All right, before we leave, before we head out, do we have any final comments? Sonia says, the video displayed a desperate soul on her well to hell. She doesn't know Jesus and doesn't care to find out who he is. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't a good look. Yeah. All right, I think that's all we have. We are back. Oh yeah, here we have, yes, we have our schedule for the next few days. Sunday, we have the first, or I guess technically second, but this will be the first live one of The Conscious Outlet, our first show with them going live on Sunday, tomorrow. Then we have Monday, Profitable Conversations, and Tuesday, a Profitable Conversations. So, it'll be a good one. Hope to see you guys there. I'll see you guys in the comments over there. And Taylor, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and everyone, I hope you have a great night, and I'll see you guys next time.